Two weeks ago, we had beaten Tottenham in the first North London derby of the season, before our players headed off on international duty, safe in the knowledge that we were top of the table, having not tasted defeat in our opening 12 games. We put that record on the line against Birmingham City, who were enjoying a fine start to the season, and occupied a spot in the top five upon our arrival at St. Andrews. We did so without a host of players, as the bands from the Battle of Old Trafford were invoked, as Patrick Vieira, Martin Keown, Ray Parler, and Lauren all missed out through suspension. From Arsenal Audible, this is the 12th installment of The Invincibles, a series written by Jonathan Rogers for Arsenal.com, where he looks back at our perfect campaign 20 years ago. And in this week, Arsenal head to Birmingham. They're the 13th match of the Premier League campaign, hot off the heels of their record-setting 5-1 win at the San Siro over Inter Milan in the Champions League. Birmingham were doing well, having allowed only 8 goals in their first 12 matches, and were currently sitting 5th in the Premier League, and Arsenal faced a challenging prospect as a number of regular first-team starters were banned from this match due to the Battle of the Old Trafford earlier in the season. But this does give an opportunity for young debutante Gil Clichy to make his debut for Arsenal. Now, let's step back in time and see what's happening with the Invincibles this week. With less players at his disposal, it looked increasingly more like Arsene Wenger would have to blood one or more of his promising youngsters in what would be his 400th match and charge the club. But he was adamant they would be ready if that was to be the case. More and more, you are seeing youth academies producing games of a better level all the time, and they need to move on to the next level quicker, said Arsene Wenger. You want to give the younger players experience, and what is beneficial for us is that every team we play, even at reserve level, even when teams play against Arsenal, they really want to win. So the youth players then get a taste of competitive football. There is never an easy game, and that's the way we like it. A few months into his time at the club, Jens Lehmann had quickly become well acquainted with the division's referees, saying, Arsenal brought me for the way I play, so I can't change. They want me to play the way I always have done. The funny thing is that my first booking for Arsenal was against Leicester, unless Ferdinand pushed me, and the referee said he booked me because I fell down. That confused me a little bit. Here, I think I'm quite quiet to the referees. Sometimes I know that they will not understand me, because when I'm under pressure, I can't always find the right words. I must say, though, that I don't want to argue with referees. I just want to get my thoughts across. When I want to speak to them, I have to walk out of my area, and that can look a bit funny. It looks worse when a goalkeeper talks to the referee, because it's unusual. But I have to protect myself, because my game is to get out to crosses. And then, on November 22nd, 2003, Arsenal beat Birmingham City 3-0. We may have been depleted, but we were still undefeated, as we set a new Premier League record of failing to lose any of our first 13 games. Despite the Blues only conceding eight times in their opening 12 games, we asserted themselves from the off, and Freddie Jumberg produced a clinical finish after just four minutes. Dennis Bergkamp dispossessed Kenny Cunningham and found Thierry Henry on the edge of the box. He slipped a cute pass through to Jumberg, and the Swedish midfielder beat Mike Taylor with consummate ease. Wenger couldn't have wished for a better start, and any fears over Pascal Saigon and debutante Gail Clichy coming into the side were soon allayed as both settled into the match quickly. We continued to threaten sporadically while Birmingham enjoyed plenty of possession and peppered us with dangerous crosses. Michael Forsell had a header ruled out, but otherwise Sol Campbell, Saigon, and company stood firm. With ten minutes to go, we were bracing ourselves for an anxious finale, but we were spared that inconvenience by Birdcap, who did what he had regularly threatened to do, scoring on the break. Henri was the architect, receiving the ball inside his own half and releasing the captain, who raced in on goal and produced a sumptuous finish, lifting the ball calmly over Taylor. 
Robert Pires then secured the three points with a simple strike after Bergkamp again turned provider to net the 500th league goal of Wenger's tenure. Our land this day was Lehman and goal. Tori, Sagan, Campbell, and Clichy at the back. Jumberg, Edu, Clichy, and Pires were in the midfield, while Bergkamp and Henri were up top. This win kept Arsenal at the top of the table. With 13 matches played, they had 10 wins and 3 draws, staying a point ahead of Chelsea, 2 points ahead of United, and 11 ahead of Charlton, who were in 4th. The Times said that Arsenal triumphed this time, with 6 players missing, and the experts predicting that our supposedly threadbare nature of the squad would be exposed. The Daily Express said this Arsenal chariot weakened so much the wheels were supposed to have come off. It's still swinging high. And The Guardian said, In football, breeding counts. Birmingham City wore blue shirts on Saturday, but the blue blood belonged to Arsenal, who went to the manor born and extended their unbeaten run since the opening date of 13 matches, setting a new premiership record. Elsewhere this week, we recorded one of our best ever results in European football, as we dismantled Inter Milan 5-1 at the San Siro to leapfrog our opponents into second place with one group game remaining. Thierry Henry was announced on the shortlist for FIFA World Player of the Year, alongside Real Madrid's Zimdine Zidane and Ronaldo. And youngster Jerome Thomas was named in the England squad for the U20 FIFA World Youth Championships in Dubai later in the year. Across the UK, Slow by Kylie Minogue was number one on the charts, Guilty by Blue was the top album, and The Matrix Revolution was enjoying its second week at number one in the box office. In the news this week, England won the Rugby World Cup for the first time by defeating Australia 20-17 in the last second of extra time thanks to Johnny Wilkinson's drop goal. Around 110,000 people demonstrated around Trafalgar Square against the ongoing war in Iraq and U.S. President George W. Bush's state visit to the U.K. It was the biggest weekday protest in U.K. history and saw 77 arrests. In a letter to the Times, all 13 Royal Colleges of Medicine demanded that smoking is banned in public places in Britain and urged the government to create legislation to enforce it. This has been a recording by Arsenal Audible. All credit goes to the original authors. Thank you for listening. Thank you.